Welcome to the Rich Feet Podcast with Dr. Tanisha Richmond. This podcast is sponsored by the Richmond Foot and Ankle Clinic, where they specialize in happy feet. Each episode highlights the best of Dr. Richmond's radio show, providing bite-sized clips of advice. Let's jump right into the show. Twelve ten and FM one hundred two point three. Good morning, Doctor Richmond. It's footsteps for life today. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. That is awesome. <laughs> you look amazing. Nice to see you. Yeah. And I know we've got some great conversation that we'll have today, of course. And one of the main things we're going to talk about is diabetes. But first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing better. I'm doing well. Good, 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 <laughs> good. We know if you want to share what, what your experience has been like since the last talk show, you've been traveling or what's been going on? Yeah, I went home to New Orleans and caught COVID. <laughs> so I'm recovering from that and I have a lot of antibodies, so I'm excited. <laughs> Hopefully I won't catch it again, but they said the numbers are going back up. So everyone needs to mask up again. So here we go again. And what was that experience like for you? Like getting hit by a truck. It's just, it takes you down. You know, I had four shots. I had both shots, both boosters. But with the new variants, I call them the cousins, the evil cousins. You know, they, you can still get sick. Well, but, first they said we just had a mother and father variant. Now we've got a whole family. Oh, like. yeah, we, we in the third generation of cousins, second, fourth, fifth cousins. So, yeah, so the, the vaccines keep you from dying, pretty much. They keep you out of the hospital, keep you from dying. And basically, you just get a bad cold. So, you know, just like the president, you know, you can now treat everything. And of course, now, I don't know if many people know, there is now a drug that's on the market that pharmacists can prescribe for you. So you don't have to go through your primary care physician. But if you do go to the pharmacy, they will need your most recent set of labs, especially they need to know your kidney and liver function and a list of your medications. So if you are sick, I think it's within your five days of testing positive. You can go to your local pharmacy and ask for that new virus medication. The pharmacist can now prescribe it, but you have to have recent blood work. And that's looking at your kidney and your liver function. You know, it's interesting, as long as COVID has been going on since 2020, people still have questions about it and, and everybody's experience is different. Just like when they take the shots, everyone's experience is different of, of symptoms and, and how their body reacts to the antibodies that are put in that the virus that's put into their body. But walk us through when you began to feel not like yourself. I thought I was having really bad allergies and I just, I guess you just kind of go down. You, you, you just, I don't know, it's severe fatigue. I guess you can describe it like that. It's some, you, you will know something's wrong. Did you think <laughs> on the onset COVID? No, I thought it was allergies, but luckily I, you know, I have a bunch of COVID tests everywhere you, cause you, you still can go to the website. I think it's covidtest.gov. COVID but if you look up, actually, I ordered some more yesterday. 
through the free website that their president created. It's through the post office. If you look up free COVID tests, if you do it, make sure it ends with .gov. Because that means it's a gov web, it's a government website. It should not cost you anything. Because I've I've gotten two separate packets of free COVID tests, and they just come through the mail to your house. So if you and what's that general turnaround time for those that want to know? Mm, might have been like two weeks, week to two weeks. But I think they're on their third set of giving out free tests. So if you haven't even gotten any. You can, if you Google free COVID test through the post office or through the government, and it should take you to a website to just ask for your name, your address, and email. And it sh- make sure the website ends at .gov. .gov. It's not a scam trying okay. to ask you to buy sure. tests because they are free. Now, we all know that as a doctor, you prescribe medicine to patients. So when you became your own patient, so to speak, <laughs> What types of medications did you prescribe for yourself and what do you do to heal yourself during that process? Well, I just called my doctor and he said since I had been vaccinated to just do palliative care, you know, cough medicine, Tylenol, rest, a lot of fluids. So basically just over-the-counter things, I was prescribed some cough medicine, but I just laid around and rested, didn't do too much. And you did not infect, what's your dog's name? Ernie. Ernie. How did Ernie respond to you not feeling well? <laughs> well, dogs sense if you don't feel well. So if I'm laying around, he's laying around. So, <laughs> But he did make me take him for short walks. So but you got some air outside. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he made me take him for his walk. So we didn't go as far, but he got his walks in. So... <laughs> Well, we're glad you're better. We're glad you're back and on the road to recovery daily. We understand for many people, just getting back to 100% sometimes is a challenge and it does take time for all of our bodies, even when we have the regular code. So nice to see you. Glad you're doing better. So today, our focus is going to be the conversation of diabetes. Yes. Now, for those that may not know or just want to know what that term means, what exactly is diabetes? Diabetes is a condition where your body, your pancreas specifically, which is an organ, does not make enough insulin. So insulin is an enzyme that's created by your pancreas. So basically insulin allows sugar to go into the cells. So if you don't have, it's like a key that opens up the doors to bring sugar into the cells. So all cells in the human body run off sugar. That's our like our gasoline, our fuel. So in diabetics, we don't have enough insulin. So the sugar floats around in our bloodstreams. And just like sugar in your tank, in your car, it causes problems. So in a diabetic, over time, if our sugars hover over 100 consistently, it can start to damage your eyes, your kidney, your liver, your nerves, your blood vessels. And so there's type two diabetics and type ones. Type ones means they have absolutely no pancreatic function, none. They don't make a bit of insulin. They take insulin to live. If they don't take insulin, they could die. That's why they're so brittle. Most type ones are diagnosed very young, like infant, toddlers, 10, 11, usually under 20 type 1 diabetics. 
Type 2s are usually overweight. So I'm a type 2 diabetic. Most type 2s, well, now we're starting to see type 2 diabetics in high school and middle school because of obesity. So type 2 diabetes is caused by obesity. So when you have too much fat in your body, your pancreas has to crank out more insulin to overcome the fat. And over time, the pancreas burns out or it doesn't, it just doesn't make enough insulin to open up those cells to bring in the sugar. So that's why we have to take medicines like pills, insulin actually injected. And then there's tons of medications now on the market that help with diabetes, treating diabetes. But ultimately, diabetes is just about what you eat. <laughs> I mean, it's what you put in your mouth 24-7, 365 days a year. So that's what diabetes is about. And people still to this day will not follow diabetic. And, you know, I'm, I'm diabetic, so I've been diabetic now 21 years. I was diagnosed my first year of medical school. And the thing I remember, the nurse practitioner told me the day I was diagnosed was you are not on a diet, you are now on a lifestyle, a diabetic lifestyle. So this is not temporary. This is to the day you die. Your life has changed. And a lot of people, I see it every day. I see the complications. I see it. I smell it. And, and tell, if you would, please, listeners, what you mean by smell it. Well, I actually, this past week, was it this week? I had two patients come in with gangrene of the toes. That doesn't smell good. Like when you get the diabetic foot infections, like mostly it's from diabetic foot ulcers. They get affected. They get an odor. So, you know, I see the wounds, I see the missing toes, I see, you know, being a podiatrist and also being a diabetic <laughs> podiatrist, it brings a difference towards patients. So when I walk in the room and I see a patient, like I always say, they're brown on top and black on the bottom. And or their their feet look horrible. So they're they're dry, they're crusty, they're ashy. There's no their skin is super dry, no hair, thick toenails. Their feet are cold. I know this person has vascular disease, so I know I need to get this person tested, which is the ABI, which is just the blood pressure cuff on their arms and legs, and get them to a vascular specialist. And I know if they don't get to this person, they could lose their leg. But a lot of people, I would say of other ethnicities or specialties, it's not much as a concern. But for me, seeing it over and over and over happen to patients. I recently had a patient who had a limb cut off this week. And he had vascular studies, but he decided not to complete his treatment. And now he's lost his leg. But, you know, so people have to first acknowledge their disease, acknowledge you have diabetes, accept it, change your lifestyle, educate yourself. There's so much education out here. There's no excuse anymore. You only have to go to the library. You can just go to your phone. Or you can listen on the fourth Saturday of the month. Yes. Doctor <laughs> so yes. when you say watch your diet, what are some things that if you're not a diabetic and if it runs in your family or 
If you're borderline, what are some things you should absolutely stay away from? Pop, juice, pretty much anything that's full of sugar that's liquid. It, it, because that is the fastest way to raise your blood sugar. And a lot of people don't understand labels. They don't understand reading what's the percentage of sugar in something or learning what a carbohydrate is. And basically, the problem with the patient that lost his limb was he loved to drink regular Coke. And, you know, and I would fuss. And even my mother, she's a prime example. She's diabetic. She loves to drink regular Coke. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm going off on her. I'm like, why do you drink regular Coke? That's full of sugar. Well, I don't like Diet Coke. What do you like having your legs? Do you like seeing? <laughs> do you like not being on dialysis? So, but the main, the, one of the biggest culprit is what we drink. So I am a diabetic. I will never drink a regular pop unless my sugar is dropping. And I am on insulin. But that's rare. But if, you know, if my sugar's dropping, I will drink sugar. But otherwise, everything I drink is diet. Health nutritionalists always tell us everything, and that's just in life, everything in moderation. So if you're one that are just used to, and we won't speak of particular names, but just used to main sodas, you can actually find one like a diet brand. Everything has a diet version. <laughs> that has less sugar in it. That no sugar. No sugar. Less no sugar. sugar where no. You can still zero where you can enjoy. Right? Yes, you need no sugar. If you are a diabetic, you do not need to drink sugar, because our problem is we already have enough sugar in us, so you don't need to add it unless you're on insulin and then you're feeling low or something like that. But also one thing people have to understand, because I had I think a patient she was schizophrenic. And she was like, if I'm not at 300, I don't feel good. I said, but that's not normal. <laughs> and she wanted to argue me down. And her counselor just was like, we were just, I just left alone. But one thing was, so when you're a diabetic, your normal is 100. I mean, no, the human is 100. But as a diabetic, we may slowly tick up to 150, 200. So if we drop to normal, our body still acts, responds like our sugars are dropping. And we may be at 180, which is still normal, but we'll feel horrible because our body's like, I'm used to being 300. So I think in her case, she stayed at 300 all the time. So her body liked, was set at that. So when she would drop to normal, she felt like she was going to die, but she was normal. And it's something that happens to diabetics who are uncontrolled over time. It's a part of our brain. It resets, but it's not normal. But our body feels good at a certain sugar. So it's, it's a lot of different parts to diabetes. But like there's like I, now I'm on the board for Diabetes Dayton, which is there right down the street from the Walmart on Dorothy Lane. You know, there they have an insulin pantry. They have free diabetes classes, free diet. Diabetes classes, education, nutrition, all these things. But I mean, if you just have access to a phone, if you can get on YouTube, watch videos on diet, diabetic diet, diabetic cooking, go to the library, get books on diabetic cooking, diabetic education. But it has to be something that you decide you want to do. 
and you have to educate your family and your friends to let them know you are diabetic and this is the way I'm going to live my life. So for those that, you mentioned this before, that people around us, those that are closest to us and our loved ones can help us with that process, that if they know that you're someone that you love and care about is a diabetic, don't bring that sugar around them. Well, you can, you can bring us things that we can eat, like, say, the Cheesecake Factory. They have, free, they have sugar-free cheesecake. <laughs> I mean, it's got sugar-free whipped cream on it, fresh strawberries. It's sugar-free. You know, if you go to the grocery store and you go to the frozen section, they have a whole row of sugar-free treats. You know, if you're buying drinks, buy them sugar-free. You can have your regular pop, but buy them sugar-free drinks. You have to make it easy for us. Like, I have a refrigerator in my office. It's stocked with my sugar-free drinks. I have my little treats that I do eat, but everything is stocked. So when I feel the urge to have something, I have a good option. So I'm not running to the snack machine trying to eat junk you know, midday or whatever. I have everything I need on me. Okay. So my practice is in the Charles R. Drew, Charles R. Drew Health Center, 1323 West 3rd Street, which is down the street. My hours are Monday through Friday, 830 to 5. So in my office, we now offer diabetic shoes. Let me say that again, diabetic shoes. <laughs> you have to be a diabetic to qualify for diabetic shoes, which means you have to be treated by your primary care physician for diabetes. You have to be on medication for diabetes. So I have patients all the time wanting the diabetic shoes that are not diabetic. They are not covered by your insurance. Most insurances will pay for one pair of diabetic shoes a year. So if you are diabetic, you do have to be seen in the office by me, a podiatrist or another one of my colleagues. But you have to be seen by a podiatrist to get a prescription that we send to your primary care. And we have to know who your primary care doctor is. <laughs> so you need to find out who your doctor is because we have to get paperwork back. And we cannot order the shoes until we get that paperwork back. And if they don't have a primary care? They can't have shoes. This is a Medicare rule. And Medicare is the queen of all insurances. <laughs> she dictates what we have to do. Also, we have a diabetic-friendly foot spa in my office. It is diabetic-friendly, so there's no cutting of the nails or calluses or anything. They just scrub your feet, massage them rub you down with lotion, but then me or Dr. Ruffin would come in and cut your toenails or calluses, or you can be seen by us. You don't have to be seen by us to do the spa, or you do not have to be a patient either. That is $25. You was called to schedule that. We also do x-rays on site. We do vascular studies on site. That's where you get a screen for vascular disease. That's with the blood pressure cuffs on your arms and legs to check the blood flow in your legs. And I work closely with a vascular surgeon who can then fix your legs if you do have any kind of blood clots or, or different diminished blood flow in your legs. We also have ARP neurotherapy. That's to treat nerve pain, pretty much any form of pain. It's non-invasive, very similar like a TENS unit or something like that that treats 
chronic pain. We offer ankle braces, night splints, orthotics. We do sell diabetic socks in the office, hammer toe pads, toenail fungus, topical pain creams. Trying to think, is that everything? So it's pretty much a one-stop shop for anything that's related to your foot and ankle. So if you do want to make an appointment, you can always call the office at 937-228-3668. If you do call and you have a missed call, you will get a text from us and you can talk back and forth to the staff through those text messages. Right now, my phones have been ringing off the hook and I just found out recently that I'm the only podiatrist left in the city of Dayton. So all the other podiatrists have either migrated south or north. So right now we are getting slammed with patients. So be patient with us. We're trying to answer the phones and get back to messages as much as we can. But right now it's just super busy. So we accept most insurances. So if you do have a question about insurances, you can always call. Or like I said, if you, it's not answered, you will get a text and you can text back and forth and we'll try to get, get back to you within a day or two. 10. So back to diabetes, there are some healthy things that are actually very good. So it's not like you're, you have like a bad rap in terms of what you can have. Can you share with our listeners some of the great items that, that diabetics can eat that are healthy, but also taste great? Well, for a diabetic, the main thing with us is watching our carbohydrates. So when I talk to a diabetic, Lots of times when I ask them what do they eat, we, we talk about carbohydrates. So say you have dinner. So as a diabetic, you should have your protein, your vegetable, and one carb, not four. <laughs> so say you should have like some baked chicken, maybe some greens, and cornbread. That's your carb. But you shouldn't add cornbread, then a baked potato, and rice. So you have to just look at your carbs because protein, which is your meat and your vegetables, won't raise your blood sugar. It's the carbohydrates. So that's what you have to start to learn. What is a carbohydrate? So I always tell patients pretty much anything that's white is a carbohydrate. Your breads, your pastas, your, you want to turn everything brown. So you want to turn it to whole wheat. That will help lower the glycemic index, which is basically how your fast your body can break it down to sugar. But also you want to combo it. So if you eat bread, you want to eat protein with it or a vegetable with it because it slows down the absorption of the sugar. It's because your body's got to break all that down. So it slows down how fast it hits your bloodstream. So your sugars won't spike as much or they'll be as more of a plateau versus a peak. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is learning what is a carbohydrate. Because a lot of people will tell me, well, I had I had a, a biscuit with regular jelly on it, some juice, and then a hash brown. I said, oh no, you ate all the carbs you could have in one meal. You should have had a biscuit with some sugar-free jelly on it, and then a coffee with sugar. I mean, with Splenda. You couldn't have the juice and the hash brown. <laughs> That's too much, too many carbohydrates in one meal. But then at lunch, if you wanted to have a hash brown at lunch with your protein, like a chicken breast or something like that, you're okay. 
and but you still didn't need the juice so another so one thing about you know being a diabetic that medicare has realized is that we have to work as a team even though i'm not say an eye specialist or a primary care physician we we are now required to ask every patient at least once a year all diabetics about like diabetic eye exams and patients kind of look at me curiously or they're kind of excited when I ask when's the last time you've seen an eye doctor and I work real closely with some local eye physicians to get them to their annual diabetic eye exams because I understand that diabetes can make you go blind I have blind patients from diabetes and I understand that most of that blindness is preventable so that's one thing you know I work real closely with all my patients I don't want to see them go blind I don't want to see them end up on dialysis, lose a limb, die, you know. So for me, it's personal because I build relationships with patients. Like I had a patient I talk about often. He died, I think, two years ago on Valentine's Day, massive heart attack, and he was younger than me. And I went to his service. Actually, his mother is still a patient, but I actually went to his service and everything because you know, we had gotten really close. He had chronic diabetic foot ulcers, so I saw him every week for months, and then he died. And, you know, that was really devastating because with all the technology and advances in healthcare in America, we shouldn't be dying of preventable things, and it's still happening. Well, you know, there's the, so toenail fungus is a fungal infection of the toenails. Toenail fungus lives everywhere on the carpet. Sometimes when you go try on shoes, they've already been infected. If you live in a home where a lot of other people have toenail fungus, you are at risk to catch it. It's very, very, you can catch it very easily. The easiest way to catch toenail fungus is trauma to the toenail. Lots of times when people stub their nails or seriously traumatize the toenail where it falls off, you may you break the seal of the nail, which is the cuticle, and then the fungus moves in. And it can jump from nail to nail to nail. And then the fungus also can infect the skin as well, which is athlete's foot. So most people that come to me, they usually have a combo. They have athlete's foot and toenail fungus. And there, like I said, there are medications for that. There's the pill where we have to monitor your liver while you take it, blood work at the beginning, one month in, and then you finish out your three months. You have medicated polishes and medicated creams. But there are treatments for fungus. And then we also do toenail biopsies in the office as well, because sometimes people just have what's called dystrophic toenails, which are just ugly, but they're not fungal but they just may have been traumatized or last time people just do things to their feet, stub their toes, do different things and the nail is just damaged and it won't grow out pretty anymore. So, you know, but there's different options for toenails. Is that a myth, Dr. Richmond, is someone asking a question offline? Is it true that we should air our feet out? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Especially this time of year, <laughs> you need to let them dry out because fungus. And, and tell us what you mean by dry out. <laughs> fungus love warm, moist, dark places, and bacteria too. They like that too. So especially this time of year where we're hot, we're sweaty. You need to take your shoes and socks off every day. Clean your feet, wash them, 
clean between your toes. Floss your toes. Take a like a little face towel after you wash your face, of course, and go through and clean out the debris or whatever between your toes. If you're in a job where your feet are getting exceptionally wet or you're an exceptional sweater, sweater, your feet sweat a lot, you wanna take your tongue, maybe even take the inserts out of your shoes, let them breathe, let them dry out real good. And then of course, if you still can't, you're having so much sweating, you could try over-the-counter products like foot powders and powders to help dry out your feet. And if you're still sweating after all that, you know, you always can call the office at 937-228-3668 and we can prescribe you other medications and treatments. But there is something called interdigital tinea, which is athlete's foot between the toes. And this time of year, it gets really bad. If it's really white in there, it stinks real bad. And especially if it's green in there, <laughs> you have a problem. You need some antibiotics because you, you're growing a specific, like a, it's a specific bacteria that likes to live between the toes and it can cause some problems. Cause some problems. <laughs> Very interesting. We hope you enjoyed today's show with Dr. Richmond, sponsored by the Richmond Foot and Ankle Clinic. The clinic is located at 1323 West 3rd Street in Dayton, Ohio, zip code 45402. To book an appointment, call 937-228-3668, or you can learn more at richfeet.org.